This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big crocodiles and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on the Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the Tim Foyle Hat Titan, a.k.a. the Conspiracy Realist, a.k.a. the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr., Don't Text Me Without Your Green Bubbles, a.k.a. Only Debate My Equals, Everybody Else I Teach, also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me, Mr. If You Don't Like Me, Fight Me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me, a.k.a. The West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. Seven days without me and make a whole a week. week. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, man? I just felt like that needed an extra ad lib for, 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 the, for the culture. Yeah, for the for culture. Sure, for sure. I was supposed to come out with a new intro this week, but like a nigga been busy. Nigga, you've been talking about this shit for four weeks. I know. I'm going to have it next week because I'm going to... I'm gonna have it next week. My, right. ba- my bad. My bad. And this your man Dame going wild, the West Side landlord, the pride of PA, high chief, Dame don't fuck around, the liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Ayo. God made you niggas good, but God made Dame great. Let's go. Welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 181. All right. Year of my birth. The year of your birth and... The day before my birthday. Yeah. Well, technically... Well, by the time it'll drop, you know, nigga be... Yeah, nigga be 38 38 times around the sun. You know what I'm saying? God bless you. the sun could be 38 times around you. Uh, Depending depending on on how you look at it. It's all about perspective. Depending if you believe the earth is flat and if we stationary. (laughs) But... uh, yeah, different episode, different episode. Uh, Nigga's not ready for that one. Hey, man, why, why the fuck you walking here with crutches, nigga? So, <laughs> man, so yesterday I woke up and I didn't know that the dog was already out. You know what I'm saying? Normally normally the dog sleep in the cage and I had a youngest take him out in the morning. But I got up late, didn't know the dog was already out and he was sleeping like right next to my bed. So I got up, stepped down and I could feel fur on my foot. So instead of putting my whole weight down on the dog, I kind of like rolled my ankle, and now I nigga back on crutches. Nah, your ass is always on into something, dog. This is my fourth birthday in a row with an injury. Fourth birthday. Yeah, you want the sun to rotate around you a more year? <laughs> I do, I do. You need to just slow down for a minute, man. Hey, man, I live fast and pray to God I die slow. That's how I live. I don't want to die slow. <laughs> that's not. That's like someone like nigga die slow, motherfucker. That's not a good thing. Hey bro. man, you know, that's how that's how I live life. I don't put I don't put my foot on the brake. All gas. Well, you may. We'll talk about that. All gas. We'll talk about that. I mean, boy, you can relax though. I probably could. It's your birthday, man. It is. Like I'm looking forward to uh to it. So I didn't put out you know about the dirtbag olympics because of this injury yeah. i don't want to be at the titty bar with crutches it's probably not a good look no nah, it's well, not it's probably i mean the look don't really matter but 
It's probably inconvenient. Yeah, not the best way to enjoy titties. Yeah. So I'm still going to hit capers, and we're still hitting a cigar bar. If you know me and you fuck with me, just tap in. I give you all the info because, you know, I only really want my peoples there. So if you know me and you fuck with me, tap in. I got you. That's what's up, man. Um, I, I expect I gotta, to see you there or you're going to get shot. Uh, how, how was your week, man, other than that? Oh, uh, man, week been amazing. Uh, had a great job interview the other day. I think I'll probably be back to work. You know, and off welfare. Uh, you know, man, but other than that, man, God is good. I done had a tough, a tough motherfucking year. I'm sorry, actually I wanted to I wanted to talk to you about that, man. What's up? Seeing that this is this is your birthday, man, another year around the sun, man. Uh how has this year I mean, it's been a lot of things that's going on this year. Absolutely. Uh I guess reflecting back, um, I'm gonna start on the positive. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna stay positive, man. What do you think is the best thing that happened this year, man? To to, to still be able to open up my eyes and put two feet on the floor. Yeah. You know, uh, if you've been following the podcast, and you definitely know, like nigga, almost tapped out this year. Like no no joke, mm-hmm. I almost passed this year. Uh, almost lost my foot, and in the last twelve months, I lost my pops. I mean, my life is completely different. You know, November first. 2019 and when i crossed over november 1st 2018 but what it has taught me is to be be a lot more grateful for the things that you take for granted you take for granted that you're gonna wake up tomorrow 100 percent. you take for granted like some of the people that surround you and in your life you take for granted nigga your limbs like i took for granted having a foot until i was came very close to losing that bitch yeah so i mean this year has taught me you know what's really important you know, my family, my children, uh, enjoying being in the moment, enjoying experiences yeah. and not, you know, looking so far in the head of the future and worrying about tomorrow. Like I live, I try and live my best days every day. Yeah. You know, do I always get everything right? Fuck no, I fuck up all the time. You know, I don't always make the best decisions. I probably heard a few people this year that, you know, didn't really deserve that shit. Yeah. But overall, man, I'm just thankful for, Thankful for every minute, every second, every hour, because I almost lost it all. So, you know, to to go through the year that I had and still be here standing, still be able to say, you know, I made it to 38. I know a lot of niggas dead in the streets. I, I lost a lot of homies, lost a lot of family, and I'm still here. Man, 38, dog. Uh, that's a 38 special, by the way. Yeah, yeah. That's a long, that's a, that's a big number. You know what I'm saying? That's a, that's a lot of years. But then it's young as hell. It is. You know what I mean? I ain't never really think that I would understand when you would see somebody pass away. Maybe they were 60, 62, 63, and be like, oh, man, he was so young. Man, my pops was uh, 65, which is not old in the grand scheme of things. Like, when you young, when you a kid or something, you'd be like, oh, man, that's so old. But, like, once you start, like, moving and maneuvering through life, like, no, man, I got, like, a lot of left. A lot of life left Fuck to yeah. live. And uh, I was thinking about that this year. Or this week, rather. Because uh, uh, John Witherspoon had passed, right? Yeah, man. And I was just thinking, man. And this this whole segment, we about, this is cliche as hell. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But, like, like, we really don't got as much time as we actually think we have. Nah, we don't. Left. One, because you never know when that time is, knock on wood. And I've identified a fault that I have within myself 
or just admit it that like I always think I got more time than I have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a regular shit. Regular everyday life shit. I can I can do it tomorrow. I can do it later. I always push it off like man, I cause oh that's gonna be there or I'll experience this later, I'll do this later. And like in real life, dog, we don't have that luxury. It may appear that way because I mean, up until this point, everything that you went through, you've made it out of. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you just assume that it's, it's just going to keep pushing that way. Yeah, but you really don't, man. And you look up. Man, we started this podcast in June of 2016. Right. It's about to be 2020. You know what I'm saying? You look up four years later, we got the studio open this year. You know what I mean? The studio open for X amount of years. And like, did I actually sit back, relax, and enjoy this shit? Or like, process every step because right i feel like i just uh, been moving every day let me get knock all this shit out move to the next day move to the next day move to the next day i think for me i've been able to sit back and enjoy it a little bit differently like we business partners but i mean i'm i don't have no problem admitting like you take care of a lot of the day-to-day business that it takes to run the shop like yeah i'd be here for sessions but like typically business inquiries and shit kind of funnel through you and trickle down through yeah. me and it's not no you know it's not no uh yeah that's not even disrespect a yeah but i mean you deal with it a little bit differently than i deal with it i've been able to like sit back and kind of you know enjoy the journey a little bit differently because you know my personality i'm a little bit more laid back about shit and sometimes my hands ain't always in the thick of it like you are i've been noticing just like in general I'm like damn it's when it's been seven years and such and such and this like yeah nigga, when them facebook it. memories pop up i'd be like god damn like damn this was 10 years ago yeah what has changed now granted like i'm a an entirely different person than i was five years ago i mean y'all listen some of y'all been listening to the podcast from day one four years we ain't the same people nah man <laughs> you know what i'm saying Came a long way a lot long of, way um Sometimes I listen to the podcast or somebody say something like, man, I can't believe you said that. I'd be like, what did I say? Because <laughs> I, I need I need yeah, to know what I said. You know, you say some shit. I need to know what I said and when I said it because, like, uh, I may not feel that way anymore. Right. Uh, but it's just interesting, man. Like, so when I was like, man, you need to slow down. Like, nigga, don't live the life on gas. Like, I got to take my foot off the gas and actually be in the moment right because i can I, I i know for a fact that i don't be in the moment with fair a lot enough. of shit yeah, you know what i'm saying enough. like i don't be in the moment i can sit back and reflect but I, I i don't ever be in the actual moment moment and see what's going on and then it's like then you can look back on memories and shit but like no nigga you didn't enjoy that shit while you was there you know some when i look at like some of the previous people like that we interviewed and yeah. some of the experience that we've had in the studio I'd be like, damn, did I really soak that shit in? Like, we really had Freeway Rick Ross sitting here and we had a conversation with him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, people that I used to, and not to say, like, I don't look up to them, but people that I used to admire, we've, ha- we've had in these chairs and, like, I can pick up the phone, I can send a text, and, like, they're not, they not above reach at this yeah. point. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's it's been incredible. And it'd it be so many people that, that go in and out of this out of this studio man what from not just our shop I me mean our show but like all different type of shows and you know what i'm saying hey how you doing or whatever or i just interact with so many people yeah where like i think i just need to stop pause and take a personal account of what the fuck is going on man god been good for us for real real like i i don't say that as a cliche but like i mean that in in every syllable of the word 
like this the studio life like shit been incredible man it's been incredible like you know it ain't always all good but <laughs> god damn it ain't always all bad neither man I fuck it's it's not it's not it's not <laughs> it's not always good you know what I'm saying yeah equipment break nigga I fucking a hard drive broke a couple months ago well, take a couple losses every now and again about a month or so ago you know it's always something but more importantly just in life in general man I just encourage everybody to take account of what's going on around you the relationships that you have around you like people that I, I reached out to one of my homies, one of the homegirls and shit, and I was like, um, do you have a favorites in your phone? Mm-hmm. You know, everybody got the, yeah. the favorites, and I'm like, who's in the favorites on your phone? Well, look at them. Like, so if everything is all said and done, and these people that are in your favorites had to, if they represented who you were, and they had to tell the story of who you were, like, would you be okay with that? Would you be okay with these particular people representing you and telling your story and um i looked at mine list and she looked at her list i'm like i'm cool with, with my list but like if you not then why then that's a that's a conversation that you yeah need to yeah have. i ain't never thought of it like that and like and if there's anybody that you would want to be like this person knows me if someone had to describe like the 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 list of people that's in my my, my favorites or my the do not disturb whatever like they could probably accurately describe who I am because all of them know different facets of me, right? Right. Then I thought, like, well, if it's somebody on that that you would want to represent you, why they not in your favorites? Like, why aren't you as close to them as you as you as should you be? Should be yeah. Because you hold them in high regard. Like, why don't you have that closer connection with that person or whatever? Like, is there a friend that y'all still friends, but y'all not as close as y'all as you think you should be? Right. Um, that you hold in high regard and you know life happens but if you wanted to be different make that shit different yeah and it's still a ch- like as long as you still breathing it's still a chance yeah so i don't know man this just this week just being real uh reflective you know what i'm saying and just i don't know man i just been thinking about that and just trying to be more present you know what i'm saying i feel you i feel you and i mean i'm not going to talk about it on air but like i f- have recently discover some information in the light of my father's passing mm-hmm. that makes me look at like family and the family dynamic really differently than I did a few months ago. And like, you know, I want to be sure like those connections I keep tight. Like me and my younger sister ain't ain't always been the closest. Whoa, and whoa, whoa. Youngest sister? My younger sister. My oh. my sister. Oh, this sister could come out with another relative. <laughs> no, no, my, my sister. Oh, we ain't always been the closest. So, I mean, I want to be sure that, like, I keep those, you know, try and repair some of those relationships. Because I'm the oldest. It's, it's up to me. Yeah. I can't make her search for me or reach out to me. But yeah. I need to be there for her more because, you know, it's just us now. Mm. So. That's a feeling. Yeah. One of my little cousins sent me a message on uh, Facebook, man. And if I was a if I was a weaker man, I probably would have dropped a tear. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we don't really kick it as much. She live in Finland. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Finland. Yeah. She st- she was over in Germany. She lived in Finland. Now she now she currently lives over in Finland. She in or the service or something? No, she. Oh. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> you don't just see too many black people just up and move to Finland. I know, and like the NBC affiliate state. Well, NBC NBC did a uh, like Good Morning America or some shit did like in a story about black folks over there, and she was in it. I, I ran across that shit. Like, hey, that's, that's my cousin. <laughs> wow. But uh, we got to kick it uh, when she was here in town or in the states for our family reunion, whatever. 
and uh, kick it and spend a little bit more time. But she sent me a message um, the other day on Facebook. It made my, it literally made my day, dog. That's what's up. You know what I mean? I'm like, man, I got to foster better relationships with the people that 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 are close to me. Yeah, and that I love because uh, you you just never promised tomorrow. You never promised tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, John Witherspoon, that shit kind of that shit wow. It felt like an uncle or something had passed. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody I knew. Yeah. Somebody I grew up with. But like when I look back at it, like John Witherspoon has been a part of the lexicon of black entertainment for about 40 decades, maybe 50. You know, Detroit native. Yeah. Was on a was on the Richard Pryor show. Uh, was, he was hanging real. I mean, with him, Richard, Paul Mooney. Um, I used to. I'm a fan of Paul Mooney. And I love Paul Richard. Mooney. So I used to Google and YouTube everything. It was all of them always together. At that time, they called him Detroit John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, he's a son funny of the guy. city. Yeah. You know, Pops from uh, the Wayne's Brothers show. Pops from Friday. Fr- Pops from the Wayne Brothers. Come on, man. Like, I can damn near recite Friday word for word. It's literally. I you got know what I'm saying? Uh, Granddad from Boondocks. Right. Uh, Pops from Boomerang. Yeah. Like he's been a part of when my love goes bang bang bang, and you know that was his real clothes. That's amazing. And uh, he wouldn't grab that stuff. He still got it. Like I, for whatever reason, like I like John Witherspoon. Yeah, I, I looked at a few of his interviews, not before this, but like his son is a comedian too. Okay, didn't know that. And I didn't even I, about the last year or so. I, I knew that, and uh, I've been seeing a couple interviews with him. And his his son does a spot on impersonation of his father. I bet. It's uncanny, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's really scary. So when I heard that news, I felt bad for him because yeah. I've seen an interview with them on there together, and I've seen him. And um, I feel bad for anybody that loses their father because, I, <laughs> you know, with me going through it personally, you know, it's 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 a hole that ain't shit in my life going to be able to fill. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I All you can do is, like, really cherish the memories. My dad would say and do certain things, and now, like, that I'm a father, I see myself, like, fall into them same dad isms and shit i'll be turning to my dad all the time yeah man i'll be like damn nigga this is this is me this is me (laughs) you know i don't want the kids on my grass you know just shit like that yeah i think i can fix everything like i take that shit apart (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well i'm gonna pay for somebody to come do it i do it myself in real life you know what i'm saying that's how we got here shit (laughs) um but it's interesting man uh holidays is uh coming up you do anything for for halloween uh no nah, my youngest didn't want to go trick-or-treating this year it's been raining all day oh god hate halloween that's why the weather always fucked up god hate halloween yeah you know what i missed though what's that and i forgot all about it like nigga what happened to devil's night i don't miss that I, i'm not saying like i miss niggas burning shit down but like i think that's when white people came into the city and burned down black neighborhoods is that the start of gentrification I'm, I'm like, were, I'm, were, were that were those the seeds of gentrification? Was it Devil's Night? Like dead ass. Do you ever remember anybody black saying we about to go burn the house down? Never. I never even heard of somebody. Oh, nigga, you know it was such and such in them. Now, granted, when some shit go down in the house, that bitch may get burned down. Yeah, yeah. To cover some shit up, that's different, right? I've heard about that. Yeah, of course. That. I know. I know people that do that shit. But I literally have never. I mean, heard the, of a bunch of niggas going out like, hey, nigga, we're going to burn down these abandoned houses tonight. In the heart of the hood. Yeah. Joy Road, never. Like, nigga, the heart of the hood. Never in my life 
ever heard anybody or known of anybody saying, we about to go burn these houses down. Never. Ain't never heard of it. I just and don't. I'm not and I'm not saying like I miss niggas burning devils, but like don't you remember like when we was growing up that shit was a thing, nigga. It was dangerous. Yeah, you stay your ass in the house so, on the thirtieth. So for y'all that don't know who not from this area, you know what I'm saying? In the city, it was something called Devil's Night, and the day before Halloween, well, low key was the two days before Halloween, but yeah. the day before Halloween was Devil's Night, and it would be treacherous shit going on <laughs> in the city. Absolutely. Houses being burnt. It was like the purge. In real life. It was like the purge. Then Dennis Archer came around. He changed it to Angel Knights. And I got to give props for Dennis Archer because he switched that whole He rebranded the energy. whole shit, yeah. And now kids growing up have no idea what Devil's Night is. And that's a good thing. The last time I heard the word Devil's Night like really being used was D12 first album. Yeah. That's like the last time I heard like niggas really talking about it heavy. Yeah. And it used to be like it was different back in the in the, in the day because uh, we used to. Oh, you remember Detroit uh, Police Mini Stations? Absolutely. Like there was one on um, well, shit, it's a barbershop <laughs> now, but it was like on Gerald and like what's that, Granville, it's the Halenish, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you would take y'all candy and the stuff up there, and they and would they, check it. Yep, check your candy for you before you eat it. Because they were putting knives and syringes and and alleged allegedly. Did you ever know anybody got fucked up eating a piece of candy? Never. Like, does that shit even happen? I don't know, but I always remember being like little. Like, my mom wouldn't let us eat candy while we walk. Like, you gotta, yeah. we gotta wait till that shit get back to the house. They putting razor blades yeah. in candy. They putting syringes in candy. Like, I, nah. I always feel like if if I felt on the Twix bar and it felt like uneven, I probably wouldn't just eat the shit. Uh, we're moving off fear on a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, so. we were. The 80s was a, the 80s, late 80s, early 90s was just a different time. What people don't realize is like right now, even though I've seen the new dangerous places to live in the city and in the country and Detroit was like number one again and shit. Yeah, this shit ain't nothing like it was. No, this is a lot safer outside than it used to be. Yeah, in some regards, in some regards. No, the murder rate is down, fam. The number of fatalities is down. It was cracking in the 80s and early 90s, dog. Like literally cracking, cause yeah, crack it was. Like, but like kids got to worry about different shit, like cyberbullying, kidnapping, you know, sex trafficking, shit like that. Hey, listen, fam, uh, it's been prostitution going on since the beginning of time. We just call that shit sex trafficking now. Prostitution is the quote unquote oh. oldest profession. Yeah, it ain't going nowhere, and I think it should be legal. By the way, because you you would stop all this, it wouldn't be no sex tra- sex trafficking if you allowed people to do that shit. If a girl, if a woman or man wants to sell her body to somebody who's willing to pay for it, who am I to judge? Why do you care? Because he can do it, he or she can do it for free. Like, why do you care? Tax it. It's a person to person transaction. <laughs> like, I'm saying, like, like, man, tax the transaction. I mean, like, it's a, in Vegas, you can. You register as a sex worker and you you tax W two or W nine or what, 10, 20, 20, yeah. 30, whatever the fuck. Probably be like a ten ninety nine because you're an independent contractor. Yeah. What I'm saying is, if that was an option, maybe the world could be a better place. It'd take the edge off of these horny ass niggas that's going around here because niggas is pieces of shit. Yeah, they can be. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, nigga, get your 20 bucks and go down to the. You ever seen like been at the bar or something like say you go out to the bar by yourself and you you eat. I haven't yet to do that. Okay, well, maybe that's on my list. 
of things I need to do. Okay, but like, say you at the bar by yourself. Maybe you waiting for me to show up or yeah, some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, And you hear like a nigga talking to a young woman and the approach be so far left. Like, my nigga, that can never work. You like, smoke? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like the shit that you are saying to her is never going to get you where you're trying to go. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. You can't have friends. <laughs> you know, shit like that. Like, no, 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 she can't. No, she's not entertaining friends, my nigga. Give me your phone. Not my phone number. Give me the, <laughs> yeah. the actual phone. They want to put the shit in. Like, no. No, no. No, it's never happened. <laughs> no, I just hear so, like, I hear so much wild shit sometimes, like just being in traffic or like picking my son up from high school. Now, I understand that's a different age range yeah. of, of young men. But sometimes I hear these young niggas talking wild as fuck, and I'm like, fam, you're never getting no pussy talking like that. Not never. Not never. You got to switch that whole shit up, bro. Man, there's some crazy shit going on in the world, man. Man, That's fuck all yeah. I can say. There's some crazy shit going on in the world, man. And I don't know what these kids are talking about or doing these days, so. It's different. Like, like being in the having a teenage son, you know, my oldest is in 11th grade. My daughters will be in high school next year. So, like, I see it on both ends. Some little nigga asked my baby girl for some coochie. Said like said the the c word. This is like uh, uh, this actually happened. Yes, this uh, a- and he said it. <laughs> she told me like he said it just like that. Can I have some coochie? All right, let, pause. Time out. Move on. This is a separate. Fr- this is a separate phrase from that. I think we should bring back the word coochie. That I do was, too. That was my too. word. Okay. No, no, I completely agree. Like I've been telling my my son is in eleventh grade. Like nigga, it's a good word. Like coach. Yeah. Like, like nigga, did you get the coach? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's universal. It's universal. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now let's transition back to the to the disrespect. Yeah. She's in eighth grade. Some other eighth grade boy asked her for some coochie, <laughs> uh, but my daughter does not fuck around, and she's not with that bullshit. And my son that's right under her, he's in seventh grade. Mm. He's known for fighting in the school. Yeah. Like, it's it's well known. She one of them girls to be like, listen, I'm going to go get my brother, and we're going to see how this conversation is going to go. And once she threw that out there, like, the young man backtracked. Now, on the flip side, as a father, I need you to point the nigga out to me. Mm-hmm. Because I walked. Oh, I see your son. Yeah, I walked up on a young nigga and had a different conversation with him. You know, that's my daughter. That's my baby. You understand? Now, I ain't, I ain't, now where's your mom at? Yeah, <laughs> let me I, let me let me show you let me show you how to disrespect feel. Where your mom at? Yeah. So like, I I had hey. <laughs> so I saw the young dude and I had a I had a very brief interaction with him just to let him know like I'm aware. Yeah. Uh, I don't fuck around about my baby, and if she says she gonna get her brother, he gonna beat the brakes off your ass. You understand? Because that's what I taught him. <sighs> so you may wanna you may wanna like kind of kind of refigure your next move son so let me ask man having a daughter uh, who's coming of age does that make you um does that change your approach with the women in your life uh i try to always be respectful to women you know i this podcast may say it's a little bit different. <laughs> you know, I have <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I have my moments. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I they they call me dirtbag dame for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Thought ass dame. Like, nigga, I live that shit. Yeah. I live that shit, but I am very conscious of the world around my daughter. And the thing about it is, like, I'm not one of them dads to be like telling my boys, yeah, you need to go fuck. And telling her, like, no, you need to be a sweet flower. No, I don't want none of my kids fucking. Mm. You understand? Not none of them. 
wait to wait at least till you get out of high school. You know what I'm saying? Because sex is just not physical. It's mental. It's emotional. And I started fucking at 14. I was not ready for everything that came along with it. Mm. So I give her the game just like I give her brothers the game about what not to do and stay away from that shit. Now, does it make me a little bit more conscious? Yeah, because I know I've done some dirtbag shit. Because like somebody will probably want to do like, hey, that's my daughter. Yeah. Because every every woman out here is somebody's daughter. It's somebody's daughter. I've done some dirtbag shit. I'm not ain't no ain't no pity patting around the shit. I've done it. You know, I've played a lot of women. I played a lot of games. I've been mean. I've been inconsistent. I've been inconsiderate. I've been a womanizer. Now, at this stage in my life, I view women and relationships very much differently than I did, say, 10 years ago yeah. or 15 years ago. But I mean, I'm closer to 40 than it is than I am to 30 these days. And unfortunately, I'm, I'm probably behind the eight ball a little bit. But no, I view that shit a lot differently. And I want some young man to treat not even my daughter, but like even my female friends. Facts. I got a friend of mine. She's a gorgeous woman. Court, probably like one of the most beautiful women I have ever seen with my own two eyes. Really now? Yeah, she's gorgeous. And I see the bullshit that she go through with niggas. Uh, asking for a friend of a friend. She lives in the city? She does. Oh, okay. she gonna be, she'll probably be there on Saturday. <laughs> she'll probably be there on Saturday. But, uh, and I see the bullshit that she go through with niggas. And I made like a snide ass comment to her this week about, you know, so, an opinion that I have about, you know, her dealings with niggas. And she really cut into me like, nigga, you are the niggas that I be having problems with. Like they, they are you, you are them. And I had to like sit back and like, you know, this is my this is one of my best friends. I mean, yeah. she's known me since I was like 16 years old. So she has a healthy, you know, sample size to to kind of go from. But she right. Man, what do you think? Uh, and I don't know the answer to this question. Like, where do you think we develop our personality from? I don't know, man. I was raised by two like good black people, you know, college educated, middle yeah. class family. I'm crazy as shit. Like, do you think it's the music in the movies that we watch? Like it on some real shit. I don't want to say yeah, but I mean, I'm sure it has some influence. Because, like, do you think, like, people just going to be who they're going to be with no influence? Or do you think everything that we watched and came across literally made you who you are? There, there, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. I think there has to be some social influence there. Because, like, yeah, I just use me as an example. I can't. I grew up in a in a quiet two-family home. My father and my mother loved each other. They were married until... The day that my mother passed is earth. Likewise. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's all I know is that type of relationship. But that's because that's what all I saw. But like when I got married, I wasn't a good husband like my father. You know, not not to say that I know the inner workings of him and my mother's relationship. But from what I could see, you know, he came home every day. He paid the bills. He took he provided for us. He took care of us. Talk to him with respect. Yeah, absolutely. They they didn't argue in front of us or shit like like very rarely would they argue in front of us. My dad may raise his voice and say some wild shit from time to time. But I mean, for the most part, you know, he was pretty even kill guy. Me, on the other hand. I have not had the most healthiest relationships with women. Uh, I've been a cheater. I've been a liar. I haven't always done things right. Now, I learned how to provide for my family and my household. Like, that transcended over very well. But it's in terms of being, like, a great partner, no, I haven't always been that. I wonder where that shit come from. You know what I'm saying? Not with you specifically, but, like, I wonder where that shit come from. No clue. But I also, as a man, think, like, when you meet the right woman, the one that's the 
that you're supposed to be with, the right fit, the one that you're willing to change for, then those changes will come. Or you could fuck it up. Yeah, you could. Because, like, I've done that before. I've probably, <laughs> I've easily, I can think back on, you know, a lot of women that I've dated, but I can easily think back on two or three that I was like, damn, that probably could have been my wife. Like, no, if like if I handled this situation a little bit differently, me and her would be married and probably be happy as fuck. Man, it's interesting because like um, a partic- a person can come from like this great family structure and still be wild as fuck, end up in doing whatever. But then when you see somebody in a really fucked up position and this wild and out doing, they be like, man, if they would have had a strong family background, this yeah. wouldn't happen. I don't know where to stand on that because <laughs> niggas had two parent households and be killers. You know what I'm saying? Be murderers, be rapists. Like that doesn't, there's no, you know, everything isn't linear across the board that like, if you do A, B, C, and D, you're guaranteed success in life. Like life doesn't work like that. It's interesting, man, how life, uh, I'm pretty sure someone studies this type of shit, but I wonder where, like, it got to be the music and the TV and and the images, dog. I'm trying to think. Well, I know what I grew up listening to. You know what I'm saying? Like, to be perfectly honest, the golden age of hip hop, the shit that we love, the shit that I recite and still listen to currently. It's misogynistic as fuck. It's misogynistic. It's violent. It's like, it don't got the right messages in it. And like, I know for a fact that Minnesota Society changed me. (laughs) Like, there's no fucking question about that. I can remember the first rap, like, the first rap song that I ever memorized was dope man by nwa i i say this all the time i thought ice cube was going to kick in my door and kill my family like that's that's how real that shit was to me like i thought compton was the scariest place in the universe how how i listened to and as an eight nine year old boy that's probably not what i should have been listening to it was crazy though because when you eight nine it's the heart of the (laughs) eighties. yeah (laughs) like you in the murderous place that you can fucking be and we listening to music making us think compton is worse but that time detroit was the murder capital of the country yeah like but we think like oh shit Compton. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm thinking where where Ice Cube and Dr. Dre and Ren and them was from is hell on earth. But like when I look back on shit that I was I was listening to N.W.A. I was listening to the Ghetto Boys. I remember the first time I heard Scarface voice, and I never heard nothing like that before. I remember listening to the Ice T Power album. It was a fucking out like the vinyl and looking on the front and the back of that cover. And that nigga was carrying a shotgun on the album. Like, I thought that's how niggas really live. Ice-T had that type of voice where like you really I really felt like the shit that he was talking about. He was fucking living it. So, you know how I was saying, like, uh, when we first started talking about like being present and not being like an autopilot mode. Yeah, I think for the most part, when you a child, you are still autopilot is the regular mode yeah and it takes something i just i'm this is coming to me free <laughs> uh free right now did everything just put me like i think you in autopilot mode 99.9 percent <laughs> of the time right right your mom your dad talking to autopilot 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 and something whatever it is that changes in vibration that snatches your attention you instantly go through that it's a light in a dark room and you start looking now that thing could be it could be an argument you see with your mom or your dad. It could be gangster rap music. It could be a movie. It could be a church song, whatever. But every once in a while, something will come along and get your attention like, ooh, that feels good because that vibration. You yeah. know what I'm saying? 
whatever the whatever whatever the music was, whether good or bad, but that vibration hit you, and it was something different that got you like, out of autopilot. Like you say, like Menace, you know that movie changed your life. Yeah, I know when I listen to Ice Cube, that shit changed my life. I can remember the first time. This shit's crazy as fuck, but I can remember the first pair of titties I saw, the mm-hmm. absolute first pair, and I didn't know what they were. But I knew I liked that shit. And you know why Menace did? Because Menace wasn't like the first gangster movie or some shit. We had seen South Central. We had seen Color. We nigga, we watched me, my brother, and my cousin Don, uh, from um Ohio. We watched that movie like seven times back to back to back. Colors didn't resonate like Menace, though. But you know, because the people on Menace look more like me. Yeah. They was like, young. Kane and O Dog was in high school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now granted. All them gangster movies came out within three years of each other. Yeah. But when you were a kid, three years make a lot of difference. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Like, them ki- them niggas looked like me. The clothes looked like me. Like, I felt like, hey, man, that I felt, I didn't feel like I was watching a movie per se. Now, shit, other shit looked like old shit to me. Yeah. Uh, that so, shit was tangible. Like, Kane and Old Dog were like niggas I grew up with. You know what I'm saying? Like, they was just a few years old. That was the summer after they graduated high school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I vividly remember the summer after I graduated high school. So, like, that shit just resonated differently. Yeah, man. And I don't know what it is, man. Or maybe it was a shot that looked cool here or whatever. But, like, whatever it take you to look, to actually open your eyes and look at something. Yeah. And I think that's possibly what we be we gravitated to. So, I guess you should probably try to surround your kids or your loved ones to something to get them out the, that 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 autopilot mode with something good. With the most positive shit that you can give them. Good because, memories. Because if not, Nigga, that, <laughs> hope, hope that base is strong. You rolling the dice. Hope that you, base is strong. You rolling the dice. So I had sent you something earlier uh, that I saw on social media about this young woman. She caught her her man cheating, and I'm okay. just I'm just gonna read this shit off. So is this the scenario? I caught my man texting multiple women, even sending even sending three of them money via Cash App, about two hundred dollars. So a I piece. Keep, a piece. Yeah. I mean, he he tricking out on these hoes. So I kicked him out and now he's begging to be back. So here are the rules for this nigga to return back. And she has 10 house rules. Number one, pay stubs and money to me. Number two, he has to sleep on the couch. Number three, work schedule needs to be posted. Number four, find a new job at night and then quit MSU. I guess is his other job. Uh, Number five. Phone password is now 090517. No Facebook. Sunday and Wednesdays, full dinner. Number eight, no company for 90 days. Number nine, no chill time for 90 days. And number 10. What's chill time? I guess the nigga can't have no personal time. Like, I'm out with the fellas chilling is what I would assume it would be. And number 10, he has to do the laundry every two weeks. And if you have a problem with any of these, stay out. Not one thing is negotiable. You fuck up in any way with the rules and you are done. And also, do not bring any of your belongings in the house. You take what you need out of your car daily. After 30 days, I'll see if you should move back in all of your stuff. She is done, done. My nigga. She created the most impossible list possible. My (laughs) nigga. Like, I got to get my drawers, my... Everything I got to get out every day. Hey, man, you don't live here, nigga. <laughs> hey, my nigga, it might just be time to move on. Yeah, it's time to go. Though. Because these, this list of rules is almost insurmountable. I wonder. Why you need my phone password if I got to sleep in the car? 
I'm not sleeping on the couch. No, she she basically said, well, yeah, sleep she, on the couch. I'm not sleeping on the couch. No. Even when we beefed out, even in, when, when I'm wrong or whatever, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I don't do that go sleep on the couch shit. No, I'm not doing it. That's not, that's not popping. Now, granted, I fall asleep on the couch all the fucking time watching TV. <laughs> yeah. That, but, that, but that's, that, different. that's, that's different. different. That's different. You, like, I'm not assigned to the motherfucking couch. I'm not being relegated to shit in the house that I reside in. And your motherfucking ass can't put me out for 30 days, technically. If I done stayed this bitch five nights in a row, I live here. You got to get me officially evicted. Yeah. I don't know if y'all know that. No, no. That. Here in the state of Michigan, that's how it is. So if, if my mail went there or if I stayed there like four consecutive nights, if you would have wanted to put someone out, you got to go get them officially evicted. Yeah. I'll be back. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I won't be on the couch. Yeah. The 30 days countdown that you're giving me. Uh, got to come from the court. Facts. What, and I need to be served by a sheriff. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, like, um, I don't think that this is some shit that I don't think that she actually wants to be in this relationship. No. So I was going to approach it like if you got to do all that to, to get the man, then you need to move on. But this don't this sound like, oh, I made this shit fucked up on purpose because I want to put you through hell. But but this is my question. She said just text the niggas. Now, I get the cash app shit. You know, probably you probably shouldn't be tricking. Well, well she saw the text messages, though. I mean, was he is he fucking him or he just texting him? He she probably looking at the nigga like you a ham, like you sending these bitches money. They ain't even give you no play. Yeah, no, like, they ain't giving you no coochie. Yeah, you ain't getting the coach, but you giving up the loot. You a goddamn fool. Oh man, Bars. it's just texting though. It's just texting. It's talking too, cause texting is talking. It is. I'm communicating with this woman, right? Right. Um. Now the content of the text message is actually what's important. But you giving bitches money though. Yeah. You giving bitches money, you probably looking weak. Like it's it's different when you with a mate and you see them online looking thirsty over a, over another nigga or another bit like them you look bad, you making me look bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like nigga. You looking you, wild out here. You look weak and I'm supposed to be in love with you? First off, you 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 being unfaithful or you being unloyal, and then you doing it to like you look weak. I mean social media like opens up the door for thirst more than what it used to be because nigga every time i open up instagram and i go to my explore page i see nothing but beautiful women beautiful thick ass women and that's what the fuck i like man i kind of think well see i i, I always got to reel myself back in because ain't nothing new under the sun right like we be thinking that this is a different age and no no nigga you we would, just have different access that's all yeah, but niggas would leave out the house to go get the bitches though. <laughs> like yeah. I'm gonna go to the mall. I'm gonna go where the bitches is at and try to get me a number versus let me just look on my phone. Like you can end that shit. It quick. goes down in a DM. Nigga, once you at you fuck it, we going to Fairlane every day. Like we went no, to that, the, that was my Saturday every day for years. Nigga, between the eleventh and the twelfth grade, uh that summertime, and and after even after like nigga, me and my nigga Rod, we went to the mall every day. I mean, nigga, I worked at the mall, so like I saw nothing. And I worked at the mall too. But yeah, I saw nothing but girls every single. And my girlfriend worked next door. Oh, you know what? No, at that time I was working somewhere else. But like, I mean, nigga, throw me five dollars every other day for gas money. Five dollars take you half a tank back in. Yeah, <laughs> when that yeah, shit was ninety nine cent, a dollar and two cent. You know what I'm saying? But like, had a little ninety two Cavalier. Slow shooter. You know what I'm saying? That bitch was cold. Nigga had the chrome lines on there. What happened to it? Somebody <laughs> hit it. Uh, what ended up happening? No, nah, nobody hit that car. Nope. Uh, has some the the knocking that bitch was ridiculous. Oh, okay. okay. By the way, base tube in that bitch. Um, I just end up getting a new car. 
But anyway, but like we would go to the mall every day. And it's we about to go to the mall, nigga. Let's go. Like you would go somewhere to yeah. Where to meet girls. Let's go to the butterfly. Oh, you know you was the oh. shit when you was going to the butterfly, nigga. Fuck yeah. Like fuck yeah. You go to the butterfly. You go to the mall. You go to the skating. Like anything. You were just going around to be with like. And there was girls everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Because everybody was going to say so. It was even worse because everybody went to be seen and everybody put on their clothes to go get seen. Like, it's the same thing. It's quicker for you to have access, but like, this not new. If your nigga wanted to move on and see somebody else, he would do that shit. Or back in the day, like on some high school shit or younger, you would just go around the block. <laughs> like, somebody house was what it, where something was popping at. Shout out to the homie Marv Neal, because on Marv page today, he had posted a shirt that had like, the River Rock, Maxi's, uh, Network, The Warehouse, Emmanuel Stewart's place. Like, that's where shit was slapping. And I DM'd him. Like, I remember hitting niggas with bar stools in the River Rock. You know what I'm saying? Man. Like, yes. Then it was uh, someplace it was a popping on Mondays. It was like Mandy's on Monday. It was somewhere downtown. Mandy still be popping. Uh, but like nigga, St. Andrews on Friday, Friday, Saturday nights, he would just hit down Jefferson. Look, shout out to my nigga Mo Dirty. I used to drop this nigga off at St. Andrews. I'm like, Dirt, how you gonna get home? I'm gonna meet something and I'll make it home. And that would be like literally every fucking week. Look, man, like Jefferson was literally the strip. Yeah, you like you you just go pull up on pull up on Jefferson. You in the fucking parking lot with the um. Uh, what's the damn the liquor store at, or the Wendy's or the IHOP? I mean, or the Big Boys parking lot? The yellow sign with the red letters and shit. It's one right here on Evergreen. It's the hamburger spot. What's that shit called? Wendy's. No, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't think of the goddamn. But shit, nigga, lot. just just even Belle Isle. You know where like, that? Damn, what's the name of that shit? I can't think of it. I'm slow. Look, nigga, j- just remember Belle Isle when the strip was banging. All, all we would do, we stop at the liquor store, get something to drink, and just ride around Belle Isle. But, but it was so thick, like, if if I wasn't driving, right, because everybody, had, every other day, like, all right, nigga, your turn to drive. Because yeah. whoever was driving was stuck to the whip. But we would just get out and fuck with the girls. That's, fuck like, yeah. You, and you walk it up and down because it was. It, it was, was so, sl- it, it was, was bumper to bumper. It's grill lot. Yeah. yeah. There was always some time that your nigga was going to go look at somebody else. Absolutely. And he would have been a ham in real life and not a ham in the comments. Look, I remember pouring Mo- having a bottle of Moet and we pouring champagne out the window to girls. Fuddruckers. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Fuddruckers parking lot. Nigga, that Always was- banging. <laughs> always <laughs> banging. Shane Park. Nigga, that whole little. Come on, fam. Yeah, always banging. Yeah. So. Uh, good times, man. <laughs> Fucking good times. Nigga. <laughs> Some of the best summers of my life. 100%. Nigga, I was just. Yes. Nigga, do you know how many times I got caught fucking down on Belle Isle? <laughs> <laughs> nigga, my yellow ass in the window fucking on Belle Isle, man. Nigga. Wonderful times. Somebody's daughter. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Taking all of it. Anywho, man. Go, what's up with this list? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, look. My nigga, just leave. Go ahead and leave. Just leave. Unless you don't got nowhere. You giving bitches $200 or something, you got a couple dollars. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he probably broke. Like, bitch, you broke and you giving these niggas, these, these chicks money? Just leave, bro. Just leave because you don't have to deal with that, my nigga. She don't got to deal with that. Kick that nigga the fuck out, too, dog. <laughs> It's probably time. You know how sometimes relationships, they just run their course. They run their course. It don't matter how much y'all love or like each other. Sometimes it just gets to a point where, you know what? We're done. Yeah. We've we've reached, we've plateaued 
or I've ascended your level, you've ascended mine, but it needs to be done. Yeah, and this is probably one lifetime. Yeah, and this is probably one of those that just need to be like, you know what? We had a good run, baby. Yeah. I fucked up, you fucked up. Let's uh let's be cordial and move on. I need 30 days. Let me just find another place and I'll be let me sl- No, I'm not I'm still not sleeping on the fucking couch. I'm doing it. No. No. Let me you, just find another place. No, fuck that. You over me. You don't want me no more. I'm sleeping in the bed. Just don't touch me. See how long that lasts. <laughs> Push this shit out for another six months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like in real life, nigga, I can you can stretch a relationship. You can know that shit over a long time ago. But nigga, it's, it's best it's best to let people go they they, they when you realize that this is it. Nigga, but, I've stretched a bad I've stretched a relationship that probably needed to end three years earlier. Like 100%. And I and I've said it on this podcast how you can stretch a relationship ten years really fucking easy. It doesn't take a lot of effort. You've stretched a relationship. I've stretched a relationship, and we, well, the person I was in, we've stretched a relationship. Fuck yeah! And, and we would be like, "Well, we've been together for so long." Yeah. You try to fix that shit. Like I wish I'd have quit two years ago. And I'd we probably would have been much happier. I'd have been in love with a new motherfucker <laughs> by now. First of all, I was in love with somebody else while we were together. Yeah. <laughs> this is the fact. Yeah, like, I was already in love with... <laughs> like, you've been the consistent relationship, like, but I probably had two or three other relationships. We've only been together this long because I was trying to foster this new relationship, but I didn't want to leave this one until hey, man, I had yeah, this yeah, one in I, the I, I, I don't want to leave until I know this other thing going to work I, out. Now, I say that in jest, but that's really 98% of y'all relationships. Oh, when, yeah. when, a, when women it's be, overlap it's when, overlap women be like when a woman finally leaves she decided in her mind months ago yeah she was looking for a replacement a month ago too fuck yeah it's always overlap look she well there's often overlap and oftentimes your girl has already promised somebody else to pussy just when y'all break up yeah yeah you you up next my nigga and i mean it's just the game is the game i mean you look at it like damn she had a she had a relationship I give it two years. <laughs> First of all, I've never let a relationship stop me from hollering at what I want to. Never. I don't care who the fuck you with. I kind of, I, I kind of move back because uh, niggas is crazy. No, niggas think they're crazy. No, no, they. This is the prison is full mm-hmm. of niggas who who shot niggas over for for less. I'm I'm just gonna say it right here on this podcast. I don't give a fuck. I have not gave a fuck if you are in a relationship or even if you are married. If I want to, I'm a shooter. I'm Steph Curry. I'm a shoot. I'm a pull up. I'm a take one step past half court and I'm a shoot. Because if you don't want it, you're not going to entertain it. But if a bitch give me her ear, well, you just might give me something else. I get it. But it's a lot of it's a lot of actual shooters out here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a lot of actual shooters and like um Niggas a bank bust you if you bang his hole. I mean, <laughs> attitude adjustments they all need. Hey man, I'm I'm not proud of it, but I've had sex with a lot of niggas' wives while they were still living at home with could a lot you, of niggas' girlfriends. Could you share your wife with somebody? Like in an open relationship? Yeah. This might sound kind of crazy, but like I'm not closed off to the idea of an open relationship. So, Pete, it's a, a series on Netflix called um living with yourself okay with paul rudd as an actor to start to start man yeah Ant man okay so listen folks it's uh you 51 minutes in uh if you don't want to hear this shit just go ahead and and, like pause because i'm about to get some spoilers okay all right so he go he have he in a rut you know what i'm saying he is not doing good okay life is fucked up job is fucked up 
he just not he not running on all four cylinders right now. And all the right. nigga at work who used to be a piece of shit is whooping his ass. Like he is on everything. He's like nigga, fuck is going on? Like you used to be a piece of shit like me. Right. I used to be when he's like, look, I tell you about to go to this massage parlor. You go in there. They get you together, motivation, whatever the fuck. Here. And you're like, why why are you telling me this? You like, because one, I'm better than you, and I don't think you can do anything about it. And okay. two, <laughs> I get a ten percent kickback. So he give him the nigga number, he call, they like fifty thousand dollars. Here's an here's an address. Come by yourself. Click click. Bring fifty K? Fifty thousand. Okay. Nigga pulls up, it's a strip mall. Like <laughs> And it's like a little massage parlor shit looking and shit. He, he go up there. He goes in there and uh, two Asian dudes come in. And when they walk in the room, the room is all made up and it look really dope. Long story short, the next scene is him like coming out the ground out of the dirt and like out of a plastic bag. Long story short, they clone the nigga. And what's supposed to happen by the way, uh, Tom Brady was walking out uh, when he. When Tom he, Brady. Tom Brady was walking out when he came. He was like, "Hey, you been here too?" He was like, "Yeah, this is my sixth time." <laughs> Six. Oh, time. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> um, so they clone the nigga. What, what what actually supposed to happen? He had no idea. You go in there. They do some genetic shit. Get all your DNA, and they make another version of you, but a better version of you, and they kill you. Oh. You know what I'm saying? And they bury you. But something happened with the gas mask that was fucking up. And so he didn't die. So they buried him in in a shallow grave. He wasn't supposed to wake up. But the clone of you has no idea that he's a clone. You think you went to the spa, got your shit. Long story short, he go and uh, he go to the crib and he he hear himself upstairs. And it's a whole little thing. I might have to watch that shit. So you figure it's a clone of himself. You know what I'm saying? And the clone is better than him. You know, he's he's smart. He's funny. So he t- the clone goes to work and he getting all the shit popping. Uh, he's like, well, I'm just go to work for me for the next couple weeks and I'm going to chill. He writing his book. Anyway, uh, he better with his wife and everything like that. And The clone. Yeah. Okay. So one night. He uh his his he forgot a dinner party. Sent, sent the clone to the dinner party and the wife because they relationship was really fucked up. Yeah. But uh. Long story short, it did a great job. He about to go upstairs, and the clone about to go fuck. Cause thinking you know that's mean? my, it's my life. It's my, it's my life. life. So my man slide up like, hey, uh, you're not nigga, right in the other room. So that got me to thinking. Cause at this particular point, the wife does not know that there's a clone. Right. She just think that her husband is back to normal because they used to be in a great in a great space. Now he's cooking, being more attentive, and like he's trying. She like even think like. Thank you for trying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that got me to thinking. Would I if there was a clone of me, would I care if my clone fucked my wife? Because typically when you upset about your wife cheating or some shit like that, it's somebody else. It's like, damn, how could she want somebody other than me? The whole nine yard. But like, nigga, she think this is me. You know what I'm saying? We got we share all the same memories up until the point where we clone. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, well. Like, I can't believe she had her lips on this nigga. You swap and spit and none of that. But it's, it's like a clone. It's my spit, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, would you be okay with a clone of you fucking your wife while you went out of town? And like, look, nigga, be me. And dip out. Would you be okay with that? Yeah, because I'm probably fucking while I'm out of town. I probably got something else lined up anyway. Go ahead. Let's say you're not. No. 
I just don't look at sex like that, man. Like, I I get like people get all territorial about sex or their spouse doing something else, but like I don't I don't have some of them same views. I mean, do I want you to cheat on me maliciously? No, but like what's for, malicious? Like a like a bitch being a whole nother relationship. Now, if you're just gonna dip in and dip out, I could probably deal with that. Or even better yet, like talk to me. Like I'm a pretty open minded person about. Well, I gotta talk to you. I mean, I don't know, like, cause I mean, if the sex is the sex, right, and it ain't it, like, what, what is it then? Just give me a heads up. That's all. Why? I don't. I mean, nigga, it's just common courtesy. I don't know why. That's just my thing. You do? Do you know why that's your thing, or like? I don't. I don't. But like, I just don't look at like sex as like a fucking de- like. I don't look at infidelity as just like an all in all deal breaker. So you look at the intimacy of it. Yeah, yeah, right. So yeah. Now, if it's an intimate relationship, that's a little bit more different, and I just got to get this nut off. Well, I think most people have an issue with people having sex with their loved ones because they see sex as being intimate. And that's an intimate moment that we share that you shouldn't be this intimate with someone else. Like but, I often, think, but a lot of times sex is not an intimate moment. It depends now, on sex, the person. Maybe sex with the... And I say, I've said this before. Like, if you're a nigga that you cheat or whatever, like every nigga got that one that I love her. This the one. This the one that I care about. Yeah. But I don't give a fuck if a nigga fuck, knock off one of my hoes because, like, she just here for what I needed to be here for. But, like, if a nigga knock off the one that you love, the one that you spend time with, spend va- go on vacation with, she got your, this the baby mama that you really love and wanted it to work out with, you probably going to feel a little bit differently. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, sex is fucking sex. Yeah. So I got to think about that, right? Like, um, would I care? Like, look, I'm about to go to Jamaica. And knock out this business meeting and whatever. You stay here with the wife, make sure everything is cool. You do my work shit like that. Would you care if the clone of you was smashing? Because the clone of you is not you no more. Like y'all, for they he like we, 30, he thirty seven, right? Okay. In the in the show, yeah, 37, 38 years old. Like so, uh, thirty eight years. You know, you got memories, the whole nine and shit. Right. And now he different experiences with your wife. You know what I'm saying? Like. But so that was one thought, right? Right. The other one was the show was pretty dope because the first it's only thirty minute show, thirty minute episodes. It's only eight episodes. Okay. So it's quick. To so get, you done ran through them already. Yeah, for sure. So quick to get caught up. So the first episode is through one of the person eye. The second one is through the the clone eyes. Okay. So it's like the second the it's replay. It's really cool. It's like multiplicity, but like better. better. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking like, so you the clone though, right? And at first they didn't know who was the clone. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the niggas got an appendectomy when they was little, so they had a scar. Right. And both of them remembered like, oh shit, I don't got that scar there. So yeah, I'm the clone. But you got 38 years of memory of your life and this is your wife. And now it's another nigga telling you, hey fam, you got to leave. This not your wife no more. Like, I don't know how I would react to that. Even though I know that I'm a clone, I might have to kill the, the kill the host. Is that what happens? Or you're not gonna spoil that much. I won't. I won't. I won't go into that much. But like, it got to be a thing because your whole like, nigga, this is my wife. You know what I'm saying? We trying to have a baby. We trying to do this, and then all of a sudden, a nigga come out of the room like, "Hey, yeah, nigga, this not gonna work. You gotta go." What? <laughs> like, what if the con get her pregnant? I can't spoil. <laughs> you know what I'm That's saying? Wild. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's well, who would? How would you know? You wouldn't. There's, there was literally no way possible to know who 
That's it, a this a wild thought process behind this show. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch a, that shit. It, it was pretty. What's dope. it called again? Uh, Living with myself. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch that shit. But I I thought about that shit like nigga, would I be okay with another? Cause like with another nigga smashing. So you know we talk about the polygamy shit, right? Yeah. I'm fine with polygamy. I am too. As I think far, it could save the black family. As far as me being the man, I think I can have two wives. I'm not okay per se with a wife and two husbands. That's not what I'm into. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And most people will say, no, that's not what I'm into either because I don't want to share my wife. But then you got to ask yourself a question. If Beyonce came to you and said, hey, I'm not leaving Jay, but two months, every two weeks, I'm flying you out, this your little home, and we whatever. Can time share this pussy. And we, yeah, niggas is not passing I'm, it I'm, up. I'm taking it 10 times out of 10. I'm taking it. it and, and in that, that sounds like a deal, my nigga. And in that example, you are sharing that pussy with another nigga. You are, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you a side nigga, who fucking niggas, bitches with boyfriend, like you are sharing it. Yeah. So, are niggas really not for? They cool with sharing it as long as it's not their main chick. That's that. That's what I always feel it come down but, but to. I said you gonna feel that shit. You like that's like now she not like the coldest to me, but that's. I'm using her as an yeah, example yeah, yeah. because, but whoever you think the coldest and she was like, look, nigga, this, the, this, the, this, this, the deal. What you going to do? You're going to be sharing that shit. Yeah, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. <laughs> and she like, listen, I only fuck raw. Well, I guess we're fucking raw. <laughs> I guess we're fucking raw. And before I came here, I just smashed Jay. Then I'm like, uh, did you scoop it out? Yeah. <laughs> did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh, this one we got. This thing's getting kind of. Uh, mm. Hey, look, my nigga. I don't. I don't went raw for a lot less. Whatever. 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 I might have to tap out of that one. Like, nigga, it could be still in there. I've done worse. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Oh man, that's wild. But uh, I thought that was really dope. Man. <laughs> it was a uh, pretty interesting. Hey, man, that's show. a decent offer. I I much prefer the. The host be Rihanna, then Beyonce. So if it's just a cold piece here, and uh, she like, look, this how I live, man. Y'all, she this is this is our joint house. We gonna be here Monday through Wednesday morning, and uh, third Wednesday night through Sunday, whatever. I'm gonna go into my other house with my other family. This is the deal. You get these days, he get these days. You think you'll be able and to I, do and that? And I get a break from her, like currently, right now. And whatever holiday, how, how, how holidays work is. Every, every other holiday. No. If the holiday fall on one of these days. Oh, okay. I get Monday. I mean, I, you get Monday. So I could always get Thanksgiving. Oh, that do work like that. Yeah. yeah well, one person, they're always going to get Thanksgiving. Well, maybe you alternate on like a Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's a, a Thursday holiday. And I get a break from it. Would you do that? This not no Beyonce. This nigga, this a regular bitch who, who calls in the supervisor at AT&T somewhere. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna deal with Latisha at the call center, but uh, why not? Uh, if that's the si- if that's the situation, and could I could I fuck around on my on my off days? Well, when you want a um, polygamous r- marriage, like you can still cheat. Like there's thing like nigga, it's oh nigga, sign me up. No, no, no. When I, when I say you can still cheat, like there is still like um, things that you can't do. You have rules to your relationship. So right. just because we in a polygamous relationship, this relationship has three people in it, not four. Oh man! So she can mess with both, you can mess with one. 
Would you uh, sign up for that? Now you didn't change the rule up. Would you sign up for that? How much money involved? Nigga, this is a regular life. This ain't no riches. She 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 making fifty k a year. Yeah, all three of y'all making fifty k, so it's one hundred fifty thousand to split between the three of y'all. Cause y'all met, like you know what I'm saying y'all pulling y'all resources, which is the true purpose of the polygamy Poly- shit. Not it ain't no sex. It ain't yeah. just hey let's have a bunch of sex. You know what I'm saying. But if that's the if that's the thing, could you live with that? I'll see you on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you on Sunday. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I'll, see, I'll see you. I mean, my nigga. As much as we don't want to admit that shit, like how much do you enjoy just your free time? Hmm. When you, I, I mean, I do I like having a woman around? Of absolutely, I had a lot of free time around lately, so you know, I like having a pair of soft thighs in the building. But there are days when I just want to watch Thursday night football, and I don't want nobody to say shit to me. Oh, football watching ass nigga. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> or Monday night wrestling, and I don't want <laughs> new midget Japan wrestling <laughs> shit. The fuck you know, I want to watch AEW on Wednesday night, and I don't want nobody to say shit to me. I want to sit in front of the TV with a pizza or a plate of nachos, a simply lemonade, and I want to watch in peace. Yeah. And if I fall asleep on the couch, so what? I and I don't want nobody to say shit to me. I can dig it. So I take it. I could dig it. Now, what if she was a football fan and y'all literally enjoy watching football together? Would That's still, cool. Would you still want to watch it by yourself? No. Or would you just want somebody who's cool? Like, if you ain't cool enough to watch this shit with me, get the fuck away from me. Yeah, see, that's that's how I am about sports. Like, I don't want to have to explain every single thing that's going on. I turn one of my exes on the box and shit. Right? Okay. And uh, she still communicate. You know what I'm saying? We still communicate. Uh, but shit tells me like I hate you for getting me addicted to this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, like we'll be able to watch a fight together. Yeah, I had an ex like that. We would always watch and either I boxing still, or MMA together. And you know what I'm saying? We're, yeah, we we would watch. No, a no, fight I don't have no problem with you watching it with yeah. me. But like, there will be some sometimes. Like you got something that you like to watch. Now I don't watch a, a shit ton of TV, but I do have certain things that I like to watch that I enjoy. Facts when by I, myself. Like yeah. don't ask don't don't ask me no fucking question. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching fucking um Westworld on HBO, nigga. I gotta watch every fucking scene of this shit three <laughs> right. or four times. Especially if I'm reviewing some shit for this week of culture. Like, look, stop fucking texting me. Stop, stop talking, talking to, to me. me. Yeah. I need to watch this shit because I gotta do a thorough fucking breakdown on this shit. I'm taking notes. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. I'm taking notes here. All right. Yeah, so I mean alone. there's certain shit that I just wanna be left alone to deal with. Some days I love my kids. I love my babies. But like, come Wednesday or Thursday, I'm ready for them to fucking go. I'm ready for them to leave. Yeah, no, man. Like I've been living by myself for a few years now, and you know, uh, the thought of like having somebody else in my space. Now, granted, I'm really easy to live with because I'm never home. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's that. But I don't know, man. Yeah, sometimes I just want. I'm. A, I, I'm. Kind, I could be kind of particular sometimes. I can too. You know what I'm saying? I like shit a certain way. I like shit how I fucking left it. Nigga, what? I like shit how I left it. <laughs> I and put it, my keys right here. So my keys should be there when I wake up. You know what I'm saying? I know where I left my debit card last night. It should be there when I wake up. I tell you one time, though, uh, this was, I don't know, 2006-ish. You know what I'm saying? Uh, before one of my exes, we got together. Something happened. Because uh, we was friends first, right? Something okay. happened and shit. And uh, like our house burned down. You oh know wow, what I'm that's terrible. And she needed a place to stay for a while. And she's about to go somewhere. I'm like, nigga, don't go over there. Uh just, you know, come here. You know what I'm saying? Chill, blah, blah, blah. 
And I came home like the next day and like um like the whole shit was like vacuumed and like that they put the carpet freshener in that bit. Like oh, I came wow. home to like a crib that was like spick and span. It wasn't like how I left it. <laughs> she was better than what I left it. Shit. I was like, okay, nigga, change the fucking shower head and shit. I'm like, she's like, Shemana, I'm so- and and that's that's <laughs> those are the things that like if you have a good woman in the house. <laughs> <laughs> look, she, I was like, she's like, I'm sorry, I changed your shower head. I looked at the shower head. I was like. I'm not even mad. Thanks. <laughs> shit, like literally made shit better. Now, 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 when shit like that, I miss living with a woman. I miss coming home some days, and dinner's already done. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, at this point, I'm like uh, 24, 23, or some shit. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not. I'm not. You. I'm not used to that type because i clean how i clean you know what i'm saying i got my own schedule for shit but i'm like oh, oh okay uh thank you <laughs> very bed, much bed all made up and shit like up oh. nigga you ain't made your bed in weeks <laughs> <laughs> you just flipping the comfort over when you go to bed you ain't oh, made shit. that motherfucker in weeks <laughs> oh shit I'm like oh, okay well in this particular case i don't like shit how i like mm. left it uh do your thing i mean but that's uh, the power of a woman she will multiply what you give her facts I mean, shit. You, I, I forget what passes at you. I gave my wife a house; she made it a home. I nice. gave her groceries; she made dinner. Yeah. I gave her a seed; she gave me a child. So I mean, a, a good woman will multiply shit. You gave her gonorrhea; she gave you eggs. <laughs> oh, shit. This is where the story ends. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's wild, man. But listen though, um, this is what you call a punch, <coughs> and it's actually two days later. Uh, me and Dame recorded the other episode with the episode that you just listened to early because today is actually Dame's birthday and we was going to have a special guest come in and I was going to do a little interview while Dame, you know, do his birthday shit and was going to mash them together and y'all would have never knew. But our guest ended up getting sick. So this about to be the end of the episode. <laughs> this about to be the end of the episode. But Dame did tell me to give his music pick. Um, which is from one of our homies, A Dub the God. And the music pick is called Is This Love? And it's featuring um one of our other homies, friend of the show, Paper Park. So um that descript the link is gonna be in the description of this episode. And um yo, follow Dame Gone Wild on Instagram. Uh he know he don't got no Twitter. Uh follow Jay Johnson 313. Um follow Shop Talk Podcast, follow Shop Talk Podcast Studios. You see the blue and the black, you know where you at. I ain't saying we're the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jane Dane. Peace.